Hi, hi, it's Joy Foster, founder of Tech Pixies and the host of the Sparkle and Thrive podcast. And I'm very excited today to be interviewing Sue Sundstrom, who is a, a, a friend in a very strange and beautiful way, um, a, you know, and quite a sad way, actually. Um, several years ago, uh, well, not even several years ago, but a couple years ago, um, one of our Tech Pixies passed away um, suddenly. And Sue was very good friends with her, and it was it was very um, sad, and uh, we ended up connecting as a result of that. And I'm so grateful that we did, and I'm I'm sad for the loss, but I'm very grateful for this connection because uh, Sue is a beautiful person, has a beautiful heart, and uh, is here to talk about a wonderful thing that we should all be doing for our businesses. So Sue. Um, I am so grateful for you and your your spirit, your heart, your who you are. Thank you for being on the podcast today, and uh, and and welcome uh, to the to, to Tech Pixies. <laughs> Thank you. I know I'm so pleased that we met as well, even though under strange circumstances. But I feel like it was it was a, a legacy that Natalie left that she uh, connected us. And so in doing that, she's still having an influence today through both of our businesses and, and our missions. Absolutely. 100%. Um, and, and every time I think about uh, Sue and I have talked about working on collaborating on a book together and doing some work together on that. And, you know, I've always thought that it's important that the work that we're doing in this world is important because it changes lives and it and women who are able to to get the support and help that they need are able to move forwards and that's what we're all about really helping lift women's spirits helping build women's businesses and uh you know i really think much of the work that we do is is dedicated um to women like natalie so uh let's let's uh, just thank her for her influence in our lives and let's continue uh, with our conversation, which is all about books and particularly about business books. And also you and I share a, a, a common faith background. In fact, this morning I went for a walk along the river. I'm, my hair is a bit disheveled because it was pouring rain. And I, <laughs> I it was such an amazing walk though, because um, Tech Pixies started as a pilot project in the church around the corner uh, along the river Yay. and uh and i went there this morning we've got another we've got a big event happening the next two days with our mastermind students and i was reflecting on the fact that eight years ago i was i was going into this church hall to start a pilot project to help 12 women go back to work it wasn't even about helping women start businesses it was wow. about just helping them go back to work and I went by the church to sort of go, go. Our church is so, so beautiful. It's a thousand years old. And I went in and hit the light and everything lit up. And I went up to the front and was just, you know, praying that everything was going to go really well today, that it was going to be an amazing event. And, um, you know, and on, and on reflection, I came back and I thought, you know, I helped eight years ago, I helped 12 women return to work. And now I'm in the same place uh, eight years later, helping 12 women build six figure businesses. Oh, and, wow. Uh, you never would have told me that. Jesus, 12 disciples. <laughs> Joy's 12 disciples. <laughs> well, I, you, ne you never would have told me it would have built like that, right? So we're yeah. now at uh, over 818 women in our um, 
social media training programs. Wow. We've had over uh, 60 women do our life coaching program, which is the Dream Builder program, our second program. And now our third program, the Level Up Mastermind, um, is happening. Now, we're, we're, I'm doing a series of interviews with people who really care about the, the importance of books in helping to establish uh, your yourself in uh, the business world. And that's your specialty. So let's yeah. let's talk about that because I think uh, as you build a business, there's certain assets that you put in place. And um, I've, I've, I've written two books. Uh, I'm <laughs> trying to write the third one. Um, but it, it takes it, you know, courage that goes into writing a book yeah. and there's a lot of fear that comes you have to overcome uh and i've experienced both of those um and uh so let's talk about why a book is important for your business what it can do why did you how did you get let's start there how did you get into this uh book writing business and helping others do it what was your what's your story tell let's tell our audience your story and how that led to what you're doing now Sure. sure. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Well, actually, I wrote my first book when I was 14 years old, <laughs> uh, which is uh, amazing. And it was quite by accident. I was sitting in the back of biology class with my friend Kathy, and we were incredibly bored. I think she was talking about bones and not the most interesting teacher in the world. So we started writing a book, a children's book in the back of class. And I was so into it. My friend Kathy tired of it, but I took it home and I actually finished the entire thing. So it had chapters and everything. It was a full, proper book, a children's book story about a princess and a monster and a boy called Rhonda and the castle and Sir Roger Noffin's Friedelnumpf. And um, it was it was full of uh, imaginative stuff. And it was it was actually probably my first women's you know girl teen women's empowerment story where she was the heroine and she saved the guy from the monster and it all ended oh, wow. up happening. So in, your, in your story the girl saved yes. the guy yes <laughs> from the monster i love it <laughs> with a sword uh that uh that you know lit up and defeated the monster and i didn't even see all the biblical references at the time either so this was my first book and i completed it without any guidance or really knowing what i was doing but then the sad thing about it was that i had no guidance on on where to go from there and i don't think i even told my parents about it because i didn't see it as such a big deal or that there was a possibility in it being published and so i actually just sat sat on my computer uh, for years, gathering dust, and eventually I lost it, and it still remained unpublished, and then years went by, and I got busy with a different career, marriage, kids, church commitments, all that kind of thing, and sat kind of as a pew warmer, you know, with all sorts of gifts and talents inside of me, and wisdom that I'd built up from God, loved to study the Bible, but feeling like a pew warmer in church, feeling like I was not used and also I've still never heard really. I that term. I just love it. A pew warmer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you not know it? <laughs> I, 
it. <laughs> Thanks. That's that's exactly what it is, and I hate that, and it frustrates me so much. And I'm so passionate about that because I see so many women in the same position. You know, there's there's one pulpit, and there's plenty of people in warming the pews, <laughs> or it's no longer pews in a lot of churches. It's now a comfy chair, and but nevertheless, they you know they're warming it with their butt, and they're sitting there feeling unused with these amazing talents and yet there's opportunities to maybe teach in the children's church or uh, welcome at the doors or serve the tea and coffee and so many women have got so much more in them and they've got years of wisdom things they've overcome with God and you know trials and triumphs and knowledge of parenting or marriage or whatever it is whatever you know your specialty is or your you know your your wisdom in whatever area you have and yet there doesn't seem to be avenues and god is actually calling a lot of these women into the marketplace and so to circle back to my story i eventually got published in 2016 with the help of a coach finally after for years and years wanting to do this trying and having half finished books the uh, the other <laughs> joy's laughing because she can relate <laughs> and when i got accountability with a coach weekly accountability i got it done i got it done she's nodding and so <laughs> so i was so excited after years of wanting to do it after ending up in a different career that together with uh, a coaching qualification as well, so knowing how to coach people, together with that passion and frustration of seeing people unused in church, feeling unused myself, all of that combined just put in me such a stirring and um, a, a burning really to see other women be able to experience the same, to see them be able to get their message in a book out there in the world and actually feel like they were making more of an impact and a dent in the world rather than going to church every Sunday, having huge gift and talent, but it going nowhere. Well, so, I, I just, I love what you said about God's calling women into the marketplace. Now yeah. it's really interesting. Now I, we have people from all different faith backgrounds, the tech pixies. Um, so I always want to acknowledge that. Uh, obviously yeah. I have a background that's driven very much by where I was born and where I grew up and, you know, the influences around me as, as is for many, many people. Um, but what I would say is that before I decided to kind of go into Tech Pixies full time, I spent two years um, consulting with my vicar about whether or not I was going to be, be ordained and go into the church. Wow. And uh, and after about two years of meeting with him, in fact, I messaged him this morning on my walk and just, you know, my thoughts and reflections from preparing for this mastermind, you know, eight years later, that journey, because we've so we've been meeting for eight years, uh, my vicar and I, because after about two years, he looked at me and he goes, do you think you're vicar material? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I don't think so. And he goes, yeah, I would probably agree. He goes, but I think you're a great entrepreneur. And, um, yeah. and I was a social entrepreneur and I still am a social entrepreneur. I have built a business that is, you know, reflective of, of the faith that I also carry. But I love how you said that God is calling women into the marketplace. So if you're listening to this podcast and you do have a faith, um, and that faith is 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 in a higher power, whatever that higher power is, or however you might call that, 
um, there, there is something beautiful about going into business as a woman. And, you know, in fact, Jennifer Allwood wrote about it in her book, uh, which fear is not the boss of me. So thank goodness she wrote a book about it because it's a brilliant book for women of faith going into business. So yeah. tell, tell us about what you've built um, and what you're doing now. But, but you have a high affinity towards women with a Christian background. Is that right? Yes, yes, absolutely. And I started very much in um, in helping those women. Uh, but yes, I do help people of um, various faiths. My primary focus is women who have, have a faith in God and really want to write a book. So uh, that can be, you know, nonfiction business books. So um, as we talked about earlier, I'm doing an event just next week, which is which is helping entrepreneurs essentially write a book that um that builds their authority i want to know all about that event because i know there's people on our mailing list who feel <laughs> called by god into the marketplace with their products and they gotta find they need to find their voice and they need to create this book so give me three reasons why someone needs to create a book for business and tell me about the event that you're running Sure. So number one, it builds authority. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, in fact, um, this is so funny because so many women come into my events and they say, but I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert. And this is why I haven't written my book yet. And I laugh because it's so hilarious because once you actually write that book, you get perceived as an expert in that area that you've written on. And so just go ahead and write the darn book because <laughs> when you do, people are going to see you in a different way. They will perceive you in a different way. And if you um, think about um, two different people, same business, one has a book on that top topic, a published book, and one doesn't, and pretty much everything else is the same, your potential buyers are going to choose you if you are the one with the published book because they will perceive you as far more uh, of an authority in that area and an expert in, in that area. A book just has that status. And so uh, if, if you can do that, you are going to stand apart uh, in the marketplace. It also, number two, is an amazing lead generator. So a book can be used either as a free lead generator or paid. So, I mean, there are a couple of ways that you can use it. People run ads to books and they actually sell the books and then they generate leads from that. And those are people who then become potential buyers. There are also people who are far more primed to buy from you because they've read your book. So they've built that know, like, and trust. And the other great thing is that people who buy books are generally more people who buy. Uh, we all know that readers are leaders and people who are readers are more inclined to invest in themselves, invest in their development. And so you are going to get more quality leads who will more likely turn into uh, quality buyers who then want your program and, you know, to get greater access to you, they're going to upgrade to um, a higher level program with you. So, um, those are two amazing reasons to write a book. Number three is it actually, it just, it, it develops your messaging more when you actually take the time 
to write a book, it helps you to really crystallize your message. It helps you to communicate better. Uh, it actually also um, provides you with a whole lot of content that you can then repurpose. You can get it transcribed um, or you can get videos transcribed into a book. You can get a book put into video content or blogging content or clip it up and, and put short excerpts of it on social media content. So there's so many ways that you can then repurpose and reuse what you write in a book. So um, those, I would say, are three great reasons to write a book. And it's so much easier than people think as well. So so many people think it's daunting, whereas um, there are many ways that I show people to make it easier and quicker. As I said, one of them is literally take a lot of the training that you've got and just get it transcribed. And then get a good editor, someone who can uh, also write in your voice and turn it into a book. You know, you've already got the foundations, probably the bulk of a really good book. If you are doing some sort of training, live training, um, uh, then uh, already you've got so much material there that you can work with. Oh, that's so true. And and actually, it's interesting because in my mastermind today, I'm going to be talking about launching. That's what we're going to be talking about. And one of the things I'm going to be talking about is the launch script. So, you know, I think a launch script very much can be a book. In fact, I think it is a book effectively, <laughs> you know, the amount yeah. of pages it takes, you know, to put that script together and the message that you've got to put together. I think those are all really great points. Um, and I think, uh, you know, the, so the two books that I have written, um, one is uh, one was called, uh, I was thinking about it yesterday because my son was watching, he just read The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And then he and then because he finished the book, we we let him watch the movie. That's sort of the rule in our house. You can watch the movie after you finish the book. And um, very good. So we uh, readers are leaders. I love that. So um, I I was watch I was laughing because the first book that I wrote was called The Social Entrepreneur's Guide to the Digital Galaxy uh, to help because a lot of social entrepreneurs they have this great mission, but they have yeah. no clue how to get that mission out into a world that's very techy. So that was the first book. It was all about, you know, websites and emails, uh, email lists and social media and uh, and that sort of thing. That was the main thing. And I'll tell you the funny story about that first one. I uh, I had committed to running a small business Saturday event and one of the local counselors was going to come to it. And uh, I was going to give the book uh, away on <laughs> little PDF sticks. In fact, I just ran across one yesterday. Um, and uh, and I there's so many funny things about this event because the book wasn't even finished until like probably three o'clock in the morning on the morning that I had to like go to the event. Wow. And, then, and then I did at the time I was doing everything myself. I didn't have like I had a small, small team. Um, and I went to go pick up the coffee to bring it to the event. And I was like late to my own event. And then the coffee, um, you know, the coffee pot fell on the ground and like shattered everywhere. <laughs> that was, Everything like, went wrong. That was the first book. And it was just a disaster. And I think I wrote it in 64 hours. It's how many hours it took me to write because I, I calculated it. <laughs> um, and I missed a really fun day with my family. They all, I think, because I had this event plan. My husband just took the kids to like Legoland for the day. <laughs> I was at this event. I don't even know if anyone ever even read the book. But then the, <laughs> other, the other book that I, uh, but that was a that was a process. Then the second book that I wrote, I had, I had a coach who um, said to me, like, your, your time will 
work will fill the time you allow it, right? So Pareto's law, work will fill the time. Uh, yeah, Parkinson's, yeah. Parkinson's law. Yeah. yeah, so she said to me, she said to me, just just pick how much time you want to spend on it. And I was like, right, I want to spend 21 hours on it. <laughs> I don't want to do 64 hours like the last time. So I so I literally did. I was like, I'm writing this in 21 hours. And so I wrote it and um, it was called Social Media Supercharge. And that was a book that we did use as a lead generator. Um, we, it was sold as a PDF and then that led to our training programs. And many, many of the buyers ended up becoming students of ours, actually, in the end. No surprise. Um, yeah. And, and I sat, I, about a year ago, I was going to rewrite that same book. And I sat down on a plane for 10 hours and sort of tried to edit it and get it more up to speed to, and I got halfway through and I was like, I got to rewrite this thing. And so now I'm in that, like, okay, we got to write this, properly write this book, get it properly published. Because the first one was a PDF on a stick drive. The second one was a PDF downloadable. So I, it's like, I know I'm inching towards, very slowly inching towards it. I'm, I, but, you know, the snail gets to its destination as long as it keeps moving forward. So that's what I like to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, so you've been very patient and kind with me. As <laughs> all my other friends who have been encouraging me to get this book done. In fact, someone just messaged me the other day and said, I, how's that book? <laughs> how's that book, that's book being done? <laughs> yeah. It, but it, we'll be working on a second draft. Oh, yeah. yeah but it, re it really, really works. You know, I did a 20-minute talk for someone. And there were only 100 live registrants. So there were probably more um, who, who actually signed up but didn't attend live. But 100 who were actually there live. After talking for 20 minutes, I offered my book as a free gift. I got 50 people sign up and obviously join my email list as a result just of that 20-minute talk on someone else's um, uh, live event. And at least two since then, uh, soon after, have become clients, resulting in six thousand dollars of revenue, which is that that's like five thousand or five and a half thousand pounds, just from a twenty-minute talk. So a talk, a book, and then they get on your email list. A few emails later, and these people have become amazing clients of mine. And like we were saying earlier, quality clients, you know, yeah. the kind of clients who who invest, who are happy to invest and take action as well. Well, the client who's going to sit down and read your book is the client yeah. who's going to actually do the work. I mean, I'm I'm an avid reader and and I I take action on the books that I read. And, um, you know, I, I know that and I've invested massively in coaching, as have you. Um I think the greatest barrier, having been on the side of I need to do the third, you know, the third book properly do a book is mental, you know, and the, and it's interesting because yeah. I'm a master neuro coach. And I, so I know this. And in fact, I was teaching brain priming last week, which is one of the things we do at Tech Pixies, where we help people rewire their subconscious. And I uncovered a whole layer of automatic negative thoughts. We call them ants. I uncovered yeah. a whole layer of ants around uh, my book that I had not discovered before. And that ants are a little bit like, you know, and brain priming is a little bit like an artichoke. Um, so, you know, the closer you get to the heart, the better it is, right? Yeah. But it takes a while to figure out what's the what's the real block, the mental block I have against this. Um, so that was really eye opening for me was was discovering the blocks I had around the, the book that just sort of came out. And it was like, okay, I got to deal with this. Wow. So, and what was the main, main um, one? Do you know? Yeah, well, you know, the, the main one was I'm not going to be able to articulate my message. Um, that I that 
you know, especially as a, as a woman of faith, um, I have, you know, I've, I have up until now um, struggled to really articulate what I believe and how I believe it in a way that is uh, very open-minded and non-judgmental and uh, doesn't, cause I, you know, come from the U S uh, where uh, the part of the U S I came from it, the, the faith um, can be perceived very much as judgmental and, you know, fundamentalist. And that's, yeah. that's what I don't want to be perceived as. And, um, you know, I think, I think it's been interesting um, watching uh, other people talk about their faith in, in listening and reading books where people talk about their faith. Um, very, very interesting for me because I, I sort of go, okay, well, that's how they, how that that's what they came to. So articulation for me is probably the number one thing. Um, and then just, I actually want to get it published, you know, and, and there's that sort of like, you know, am I going to be good enough to actually get it published, published, you know, and I know there's self-publishing, which is fantastic, but I, I, I want to do the real publishing thing. And, yeah. you know, but then it's like, do, am I a good enough writer to do that? And I've tried to work with ghostwriters, but like, I read it and I'm like, that's just not my voice, you know? So it's also, yeah. um, it's, it's, I don't want to be a ghostwriter. In fact, it was funny. We were with my family at New Year's and we were talking about some books and my mom's like, you know, none of them wrote their books, right? Like, you know, Michelle Obama didn't actually write her book, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah you just crushed <laughs> such a good book. But, you know, um, Malala didn't write her own book, and that's a fantastic book. Uh, and, you know, I, I think that it doesn't really matter who writes the book, but for me, it's that the, the words that I need to say come out in the way that they're supposed to come out so that they have the impact that they're supposed to have. And that's the that's the the challenge with it and um when i have written stuff in the past i just edit and edit and edit and i have a very good friend who's just said to me joy and we're gonna have to bleep this out but just get the shitty first draft done right just get it done <laughs> get that yeah. crap first draft done because uh you can always go back afterwards but it's getting that first version out that's the most difficult and it's going to be terrible and it i just there's and a Lamotte, that. Yeah, Anne Lamotte says that. Uh, and that helped me immensely uh, because it, uh, it it allows you also to get the, to the point of no return where you uh, finally have written enough of it that you think, oh, well, you know, I may as well finish this. I'm just about there. <laughs> I haven't got to that point on this third book yet, but I'm <laughs> looking forward to that day. So, Sue, tell us where people can find you and how they can sign up for your challenge. Uh, tell us um, all that information. Sure. Uh, so, uh, yes, yeah. So, just a little bit about me. I've helped um, over 200 clients now um, uh, in my coaching program, learning how to write and publish their books. Um, I have a stack of amazing books um, now in my home, um, a proud collection of my clients' books. And I run uh, live events quite regularly. I've had thousands attend those. And so I really know the head of uh, a woman who is trying to write a book. I know about the obstacles and hindrances and uh, also entrepreneurs. So I uh, understand entrepreneurs. And so this next event is for faith-based entrepreneurs primarily who want to write a book that's going to build their authority and then just help them to generate leads who turn into amazing quality clients just much more easily than a lot of the other methods out there, the very manual methods out there and time-consuming methods out there. So what we're going to do in this event is um, 
you're going to discover how to actually write your book. So you're going to choose the right topic. Um, I'm going to help you with title, subtitle, your outline. You're actually going to create the outline in the event and then talk about monetization strategies. So how to turn that book into money and sales for you, um, including traffic. So it's uh, next week, starting on the 16th. And to um, join us, you can go to www booktobusinessbreakthroughchallenge.com. So that's booktobusinessbreakthroughchallenge.com. And we would love to have you there. I will be training live and there will be replays as well if you can't be there live with us. And, um, yeah, it's going to be awesome. I'm so excited for it. And we're going to be sending out an email with a link. So you can just click on the link and go straight to the event. It will also be in the show notes. And uh, I think it's a fantastic event, especially for our alumni, people who have completed our social media management training program. They know how to use social media and now they, they're building their business and they need an asset in it. Uh, and I think this is going to be a brilliant, brilliant event. Thank you, Sue, for doing it, for hosting it, for being you. Uh, and thank you for a wonderful chat this morning, a heartwarming chat. And uh, I know um, Natalie's looking down on us and smiling at the opportunity mm. that we got to come together. Oh, no. So good to be with you, Joy. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Good luck next week. I hope it goes well. Thank you. Bye. Bye.